the Trinity, one of the most difficult theological concepts to really comprehend. How do you have three different persons but only one God? Theologians for centuries have tried to find a simple way to explain it. But does it really matter? It's an article of faith. It's something we hold dear. We have a unique situation where we have a creator, God the Father, who made everything, all the planets, the stars, all the living creatures, the plants, an awesome creation he has given us. It always fascinates me during the season of spring to see all the life coming back. These trees that look dead start to get little buds, and then they branch out with new leaves, with flowers, to see plants begin to develop in the ground, to see a baby, be it animal or human, to see the perfection that God has created in this little creation of his. Everything is so perfect and wonderful. To look at ourselves and realize that we are in God's image. He's made us unique and special. Yes, we don't all look like God. That's probably a good thing for me. But to be able to know that we are all in his image, that he loves us so dearly, and yet he knew that in the course of history, giving us free choice was a great gift. He gave us the opportunity to say, no, I don't want to follow you. Or to say, yes, I love you so much that I see what you can do for me. We've given that, been given that choice to either follow his way or to turn away. That's ours. We're not puppets. How we react to God's word is so important that in seeing that we are human, we make mistakes. That's why he saw from the very beginning that his son was an important part of who we would be. That we knew, he knew that we needed redemption. So he freely sent his son. How difficult that had to have been for him, knowing what was in store. That his son would have to die in order that we would have redemption. But he freely gave us his son without question. But even then, he knew that would not be the end. That when his son would depart from this world at the crucifixion, he knew there was still more that had to happen. So he sent his son back to be with the disciples for another 50 days. To imagine what that must have been like for the disciples to see him once again. It's easy to see why they were afraid. We saw you die, and yet here you are. Of course, they didn't recognize him at first. It took some time. But imagine how it must have been for them to have this restoration happening in their lives, hoping that he'd be there with them forever. And yet, once again, we'd be taken up to heaven. But he promised them that he would still give them another gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the sanctifier, who would come to give us eternal life through the Spirit ongoing. 
that spirit that never ends, the spirit that comes to us in baptism and confirmation, the gift of the Holy Spirit that comes upon men as they are ordained deacons and priests to carry out the word of God. But all of us, as part of our baptism, become priests, not in the ordained sense, but to be members of God's church to go out and spread the word, to give others the power of God's presence in our lives for their life. The Holy Spirit that comes upon the gifts of bread and wine so that we could have the body and blood of Christ, that he could continue to nourish us. It is said that Jesus left, but he's always present because we are the body of Christ. We are the church that takes forth Christ's presence to our brothers and sisters. The gift we receive from this altar strengthens us with the power to be able to be that minister, that minister of grace and blessing for our brothers and sisters, for our families, for our neighbors, for our community, and for the world. We have been given that gift to freely share so today as we celebrate the blessed Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit, Creator, Redeemer, Sanctifier, we are given the promise of eternal life, and that life is to be shared with our brothers and sisters.